So this is Cena Nerd. We are back with a very, very special Mr. Robot pop-up episode. We are ready to do battle about the most recent episode. Spoiler warning, because we're going to tear them apart, compare, contrast, and spoil the crap out of it. My name is Sarah Belmont. I'm your host. And with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. Are you ready to fight, sir? Yes. Let's do this. I didn't really like this last episode of Mr. Robot. I mean, it wasn't that good. Well, it was oh, not that good. It was it was totally good. It was a very strong episode, and I and at the outset, I enjoyed Runtime Era as well. Uh, but I just felt that um, this one was uh, a stronger, well, a stronger episode, and more tension build episode as far as as far as taking the audience on the emotional ride that uh, everyone in that show was going through yeah recycled tension well see that's just it I've watched them both before watched them both over and I honestly runtime didn't grab me as intensely as it did when I rewatched uh Kill process. I have not done my homework as diligently as you have, um, but that does not mean that my points are not valid. No. So, and also, you're a giant nerd. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, actually, I have. I didn't rewatch. I rewatched Runtime was it last week, so I, had, I mean, it was. So it, this was, you know, fresh. Um, yeah, I mean, granted, I, I did just rewatch Kill Process this evening, but um, but the, my points are still still valid. I, I, I still I think it doesn't matter when I rewatched them. I think I just felt that Kill Process kept attention the second time around. That runtime for me did not. Okay, so listeners, the way this is going to work is we're going to go through um, five reasons on both sides as to why Runtime Error is the better of the two episodes, and <laughs> Will is going to defend Kill Process um, in all of its integrity as I poke holes in that episode. Mm. Um now, since Will brought up his viewing process of these episodes, note that when I watched Kill Process, I got a spoiler alert that a big twist was going to happen. And so instead of casually watching it in the evening on Thursday, I rushed it and I watched it immediately Wednesday morning while trying to get to work on time or Thursday morning, excuse me, while trying to get to work on time. So, <laughs> so I did not, I don't think I enjoyed it as nearly as I could have, but that being said, I still have some issues with it. So we're going to start um, with, Will, how you claim that um, this, episode kill process really really illustrated that a that this series captures the that control really is an illusion yeah so um again we aren't doing these in any particular order but i'm glad you started with that one because uh this episode really in so many ways captured something the overarching theme that has been throughout this series which is control uh, reality is uh, is an illusion, and, and control is an illusion. And there's so many points within this episode that shows that. I mean, first off, um, the whole dynamic between Elliot and Mr. Robot, uh, who's in control, who is in trying, who is uh, in control of trying to stop the destruction of the New York facility versus Elliot, you know, Mr. Robot trying to continue it moving forward. Um, Elliot, um, but in, in, in bigger picture than that, um, just how White Rose really is the master of all of these people and everyone else are just basically pawns on a, on a chessboard. Because yeah, yeah, and and this and this really captures that <laughs> that dynamic. And I mean, there's just various things within the episode, like for example, Angela thinking that she was in control of Elliot, 
and you know where where she thought that oh yeah everything's going to be fine all the people are going to be out of the building we're just going to blow up the building nobody's going to be get get hurt um tyrell thinking that he had some control over this whole operation and that he was going to you know be reunited with his family which uh, again uh irving just again is just amazing as far as the character and just how cold he was, you know, just a very, like, very casually, but very, like, coldly to say, you know, I don't think things are going to work out for you to go to Ukraine. So, okay, so before we travel too much further down this rabbit yeah. hole, are you saying that one of the better parts of this episode was how they illustrated control, the control dynamic between Elliot or Mr. Robot, or just as an entire universe, how none of these characters but White Rose is in control of what's really happening. None of, the, none of these characters outside of White Rose are in control of what's happening. How the heck is that a twist? We all knew that. It's not the twist. It's not the. Tw that's not the twist. What was the twist? The twist was basically Elliot thinking that he saved the day, and. So that, you know, that White Rose um, was... One. One, yeah. I mean, won the game. Yeah. Yeah. But the, because she has control. Yeah, she has control. <laughs> but she also, but also thinking that, um, it, you know, as far as the, 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 the miscalculation of thinking that, you know, sending everything you know, to, to the other facilities, Elliot thought that he was in control of the situation. But again, he was not. Yeah. I mean, it, it, in my opinion, it's weak. I, I, I saw where they were headed with it. Um, and it made sense, but I just felt like it wasn't a complete landing. And I think part of this reason, um, part of the reason why I prefer runtime error is because of that moment that that episode ends where Elliot confronts Angela and simply says, what did you do? Cut to black. Like that leaves you, that leaves the viewers wanting more because it leaves you on a question with this episode. We got a resolution and I never really prefer the resolution to the question to the setup episodes because I felt I feel like those setup episodes are much more complex and there's a lot more energy while with this episode especially when you bring up the word control and the illusion of control oh I just strike number one <laughs> Never, never refer to an episode that is probably my least favorite in this entire series. Really? Even during the climactic part, Elliot brings up the ch chessboard and like how this is much more higher stakes than playing against Miss, um, playing chess against Mr. Robot in the park. And I'm like, ah, crap. See, now I'm taken out of the episode because I'm rem, I'm reminded of how much I hate that episode because it was so low stakes. And I understand that this one was much more higher, but what, imagine if we didn't have that season two episode, Will, and then you're shown this episode, never seen this dynamic surface in this way before. And, and it's just, I think it would have been much more unexpected and it wouldn't have felt like like um, recycled plot lines in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, well, so I don't think it was a recycled plot line. I mean, the recycle, I mean, the going off, I mean, whatever, whatever things went to black in a, in a kill process between Elliot and Mr. Robot trying to stop the state, stop stage two from executing. I mean, as a viewer, it was like, Okay, you know, we could go a couple of different paths. I mean, they, they actually could have won there, and you know, White White Rose could have been thwarted, which might, which you know, to your point, maybe would have been a better, better way for them to go. But I felt that where I, I mean, I, I felt that they hit the resolution of stage two at the right point in the series because. As we've seen in other shows that we've talked about, for example, The Flash, 
if you drag this on too long, it loses its impact. And I agree. So, with that. so you know, and even Sam Ismail himself, basically, you know, as we know, you know, the whole idea, you know, Mr. Robot at first was going to be a feature film, and this would have been the middle of the movie. So, you know, so I think it was what was so strong about it to me was yes, to your point. The question was left out there at the end of Runtime Error that Angela would have been done. But the resolution was, it was a very, I don't want to say 71 buildings getting blown up satisfying, but but it was a, it was a, a, a finite, high stakes resolution of all these, all of White Roses moving the chess pieces around the board to this point. And so now I have the question, what's going to be the fallout from all this? And how now Elliot, who was sort of in the role of a hero, is now potentially going to be, and, and, and Tyrell was the person that everyone was seeking out to, to, to capture. Now Elliot is going to be put, placed in that role. So it's going to, I want to see how Elliot is going to you know, survive the, the fallout from what just happened with, with Evil Corp. Do they know Elliot was involved? Um, well, Dom does. But she felt that, you know, I think now that they captured Tyrell, he's, I think he's going to flip on Elliot. No, I don't. But, because, mm. I mean, because, maybe, I mean, because, so to your point. I mean, Tyrell thinks, oh. you know, he went from, like, worshipping Elliot to now thinking that he's just this average man who has all these balls. Yeah, but to me it just sounds like he's no longer a loyal subject of Elliot. He's a loyal subject of White Rose or Irving. So if Irving says we still need Elliot on the on the chessboard, then Elliot's going to remain intact. So I, I still think that his strings are being pulled. Um, so I guess I give you half a point because in I do because me and I only say this because of Tyrell. Like having Tyrell actually get captured at the end of this episode, that does leave you with an unknown factor. I still don't buy in that this changes really anything with um with Elliot as a character. To me it just seems like I've seen this before. Like Elliot's constantly, they're constantly playing this game of, um, um, they're constantly playing a game of an internal struggle, mm -hmm. struggle and trying to focus on that. Um, and then realizing that the world is so much bigger than one person's story. And I do like that. It's just, if that was the conclusion of stage two, then that sucked. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't really, I want to move on, move away from this point, but my, my final thought is that it's just, it's just like, oh, Elliot didn't get a chance to save the day. They still lost. That's great. White Rose is still in control of everything. So how does that change anything? I, I just, I feel like we, it's repetitive and where we keep seeing the same people win and the same people lose. And I'm just, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit bored by it because I don't. Well, well, and I think I there better be a stage two part B yeah. because that didn't feel like the it deserved the speculation and that it got. <laughs> well, and, and, yeah, <laughs> I and, and I guess that's why I thought to, to me that's why it, this episode, you know, was it's more satisfying. I don't want to say satisfying, but was. Good, better to me in that we did have okay. We, if this event finally happened, and this, and now what's going to be the fallout from this event, and all these little cookie crumbs that have been scattered about, um, you know what's, you know where where are we going next? Because honestly, at the end, of, well, you got three episodes of yeah. setup. Yeah. Well, honestly, that, you know, honestly, that's the thing about runtime. I mean, basically I knew that at, you know, Angela, what have you done? I knew at some, that something was going to happen this episode. So, uh, you know, so it was like, okay, that's set up. 
Here's the conclusion. It was a nice, they, they worked very well together, and, uh, you know, I thought it was, a, to me, it was a very satisfying conclusion. On to, but, on to, so what's, what's your, what's your, what's your point as far as why you think Red Time's more the, the superior episode between the two? My point? Your, 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 well, what's, what are your, what are your factors as far as why you think Red Time was better? Um, so you've already brought up Angela. Um, <laughs> I don't, I didn't like her character in, um, process her character seemed so weak it, it seemed like for some reason the writer who wrote her in runtime error did not write her in kill process and i just i was confused and oh fyi why the heck did they open with that flashback the flashback didn't have any payoff it set up to me that the, the flashback set up for why she is so um, what's the word I'm looking for? So like malleable, malleable as far as you know, become a to be basically this pawn, well, not a pawn, but who who can be used to to execute this mission, and why she's such a true believer in in, in this cause. I mean, I think it. I mean, yes, we 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 know that it's been touched on multiple times in the series. But I think it finally gave us some context for why she's that way. And the other other point is just to drop that, I think, that nugget about this anonymous donor who has been offering to help her family, which I think was the probably probably the the, the most important point of of that story. And, and is that Price or White Rose? That's the question. Um, I would think it might be a it might be price because yeah. you know at this stage at that point in time you know, you know I, I don't know if White Rose was 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 on the well, in the in the scene I mean it could be but I, I'm thinking it's I'm thinking it's price. Um. So so how like why is she so committed to White Rose? Um. Because he can or she can bring her parents or mother mother back. And but I thought you guys weren't. I thought you weren't on that that well, theory I mean, but that, that that's possible. No, I don't think it's possible. I just think that it's Angela is so you know so committed or so um, fixated. On, on that particular point that White Rose and anybody else could, can use that to their advantage to, to, to manipulate her into doing what they need, whether it's Price, whether it's White Rose, whether it's, heck, even Elliot, if you, if you, if you were that type of person. I thought that they were going to um, insinuate a very disturbing fact about Elliot's father in that moment. That is where... I mean, to me, it's kind of creepy. Um, a older guy walks around. There's no other kids around. There's just Angela on the floor, really, and and she's classic child um, connected to the TV and and dumb. And um, he walks over for no apparent reason, and then just tries to do the good thing. And it just it felt creepy and a little bit wrong. I had to that me. feeling too. Um, I did appreciate, though, in that moment that they did refer to that Elliot was not feeling well, which I don't know if this is the same time that the the um, push out the window occurred, maybe, but it looked like a summer day. So, again, what is happening with our memories well, and the time um, t event chain thing? Um, it just, I mean, I, I still don't. I, I appreciate circular storytelling, and we talked about this a lot last week with mm -hmm. Alyssa and how Runtime Error was a circle story, um, both both visually and through sound. And with this episode, I felt it opened in one place and it ended in another, and I'm just like, why 
why was that extra few minutes important, especially when Angela was barely involved in this episode, or at least to me it felt like she was off in another world or so something. So that scene is very important, and I think Edward Alderson talking to Angela about being there for Elliot and, you know, basically having it, you know, just protecting him if Elliot ever got into a jam. You really need to ha you needed to have that scene to then go to them at Evil Four headquarters and the betrayal to, to have those things juxtaposed in order to really deliver the emotional weight for why Elliot, in some ways, this betrayal was just as bad, if not worse for him than Darlene, you know, flipping and working with the Bureau in order for, you know, in order for that, that, that to be the emotional gut punch to Elliot and, and us as the, as the, as the, as the viewer, when all this stuff was going on and going down in Eva Four. I would argue that you would have, for that to have a bigger effect, you would have needed a scene between Angela and Elliot as kids promising to always um, show, show loyalty or protect them from evil. Court, yeah. Well, maybe, but, I mean, yeah, whatever. But, they, but, they, but they, they, the they, fact that it was a dad, Yeah, but they've had those kind of scenes yeah. between the two of them throughout the series. As when flashback? Not not a flashback to when they were kids, but just points throughout where Angela or Elliot, you know, I think it was in season one where they where they where they met right out met met on the city street right before he uh, met with White Rose for the first time, uh, where they were supposed to get together for lunch. They didn't, but you know, they had a lot of exposition in their dialogue about this, you know, being there for one another. I mean, I think those, those, those things have been talked about throughout the series. So I don't think you needed to have the flashback of them as kids having that kind of pinky promise moment. Hmm. Was, did she pinky promise, um, Edward? Um, and Eddie. Yeah, I mean, she did. I mean, yeah, yeah, Mr. Yeah, let's call him Mr. Robot. That's how we all know him. Hi, it's so confusing talking about who that character is because I still don't really understand. So, Ed, um, sure, Will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just, it's. I, I, I have a feeling if I were to ever rewatch re season three, I would just not rewatch this episode. Ooh. Or maybe I would. Maybe I could be completely wrong about this. But, um, yeah. So, was there anything else that you wanted to bring up? As far as a particular point? Oh, yeah. with Angela? No. I mean, I think... Uh, no. Oh. To, as far as, like, the next point and your points. Oh, point. as far as the... Um, well, I think, I mean, I, I mean, I know we've touched on a lot of, of this. Uh, I mean, again, you know, one of the points that, um, I was going to raise is how White Rose again, and I've touched on this before, is always one step ahead of everyone else. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, but again, it, it to me, it was just very enjoyable because really in the last episode, you know, there, you know, she was a presence, but, you know, but to see her on screen and then also, again, I, I, the, the whole fault, one of the things that uh, I enjoyed was just sort of the sort of rep, the banter between Price and, and White Rose and Mara Largo. And, um, and then um, wondering how this whole, the vote in the UN, especially with the UN, with the US abstaining from the Congo, trying to annex in the Congo, and how now White Rose, you know, executing stage two and the whole currency manipulation and the US abstaining from the vote, how, how that is going to interplay with, with basically, um, where Evil Core was trying to, you know, you know, promote its own currency. How that's going to basically undercut Price Price's ability to do that now, and how China is just going to basically, you know, take over, take over the the the, the 
mystery robot universe um, because of basically now Evil Corp's whole means of uh, basically restoring debt and and the economies um, it's pretty much been wiped away. Um, if they go in that direction. What what direction? Um, like I I like the politics game. I I barely understand. I I just know that White Rose is in control and is winning, and so I think they're that. White Rose is just going to win, and that's how the series is going to end at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being really petty, but <laughs> to me, yeah. I mean, I just, I, I guess I'm, I don't know. It's just, I felt like, okay, they have a conversation at the beginning of the episode. Price thinks that he has, um, he's made a friend, and they're going to let bygones be bygones. And everything's going to be fun. And then you kind of forget about that exchange until you're reminded of it, of it at the end where they go back on White Rose and you're under the initial impression that he's going to look at his phone and he's going to realize that Elliot won. But in truth, he had a bigger plan and he was looking at the bigger picture and Price walks off. And so, you know, that there's going to be a showdown um, and things are going to get heated again. Um, I'm waiting for Angela to get put back on that game. Honestly, I think, I think anything that they did with Angela in season two regarding price, for some reason, they have not, they have barely touched on it at all this season. So I'm kind of waiting for that to get back for her to get placed back in the middle of her, because I find that Angela, she does better in that world than she does almost in Elliot and Darlene's hacker world, but I could be arguing against me right now. I don't know. I'm just rambling. Um, so yeah, yeah. And, and plus I, I like how the annexation of the Congo was played out during runtime era because, um, because that kept the pace of the episode and the, it was a, it was a choice, um, a production choice to have it play out that way to uplift and support this whole idea that as we're watching Angela and Elliot run through E-Corp and E-Corp is being taken over, the larger game is being played in an entirely different um, place and is being played on and mm-hmm. televised. And and I felt like that was a lot uh, much more subtle. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. It was like in comparison to this episode where you you so you know to end my argument really my argument always is going to rest on the fact that runtime error that production was just seamless and flawless and so much more refreshing than anything else that I saw on TV that week while this episode yeah it probably retrospectively will be fine it's just that. In the moment and coming off of such an achievement that runtime error was, I'm just like, oh, we're going to go back to elementary school again and yeah, see, color inside the lines. Yeah, yeah but see, I guess the thing is, I know they like, hyped it up with the, the, the single, you know, the single take and all that kind of stuff. And yes, it was, it, 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 it was a, to me, it was like, it, it worked for that one time, you know? Um, and, it, mm-hmm. and so, yes, the moment of like, of watching it, yeah, it was, it was, it, it, it was visually stunning. It was great storytelling. I, I, I will grant, I, I agree with your point there about how they played the, the Congo story, annexation story. Uh, it, it was more subtle, but what I liked about the tension in this one and, I, and, it, and honestly, Sarah, I mean, I think it just comes down to personal preference. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Um, it was, and that was, you know, my other other point that I wanted to raise was the when all the, when Elliot and Dom and Terrell and Angela, all those scenes just cutting to each other as far as just building this moment, and also the score behind it, which was. Just very 
you know, very emotional and very, just very tension building. You, know, you had the situation, Angela on the subway with the mugger. Uh, you had Terrell and Dom, you know, Terrell finding out about, uh, about his family and, and, you know, Dom, you know, figuring out about the barbecue and, you know, working or, you know, you got the fire going and it's like, is she going to get him there? You had Elliot each time, you know, each, each time when Mr. Robot thwarts him from, you know, trying to work around the patch. Again, all those, those those moments all working together and clicking. I mean, it just felt I felt sitting there watching it, especially even after, even the second time watching it, that tension still it still carried through for me. Unlike what happened with Runtime Error. And again, like I said, right. I think it just could be personal preference. Yeah, yeah. Well, personal preference and the fact that I had entirely different viewing experiences with both yeah. of the episodes. Um, and and viewing experience is very important. People talk about it all the time in terms mm-hmm. of theaters. Like if you have something happen in the middle of a movie, like that's going to stand out to you, and it can either either make that a really good experience or a really yeah. bad experience. Um, so same thing is with TV. There's factors that um, that contribute to how we interpret the show. Um, I do have a feeling that this week's episode is going to be um, probably a really yeah. good one for me, um, based off of that kick-ass yeah. teaser. Um, but, but yeah, so so I guess stage two is over. Um, I have no idea what that means or why that's significant, uh, which leads me to believe, and I'm very suspicious about stage two being over. I don't think it is. I don't think that was stage two. I think that was stage two for Elliot, Tyrell, and mm-hmm. Mr. Robot. And I think if that this week's episode um, that you so belovedly love, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, belovedly love, not that you love it, but just that phrasing. Um yeah. I had a point. I forgot it. It doesn't no, matter. It's just not the point is cool process is better. That's all. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. It. yeah. That's what you're, that's sure. where you get at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So we're, so y'all, the dark army came after us and we had tech issues. We're now going to move away from Mr. Robot and talk about this week's episode of the flash. Can we talk about that? Yes. Yes. Let's talk about that. What what the heck happened? And what is going on with that show? It is it is good episode, not so good episode, and then just blah. And yeah. like, Will, you had me the moment you said they're gonna give us a Council of Wells episode. I'm like, yes, let's do this. Yes. That was so much like the episode where we were we were introduced to HR last season. Worse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Downgraded. Yeah. Downgraded. Yeah. I mean, when I read the synopsis, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be fun. Tom Cavanaugh's gonna be able to, you know, just just bring it because you know, with so many different versions of Wells, and haven't we seen this before? Because when they were looking for HR, mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, it was done. I mean, that was one of the higher points of season three. Absolutely. Uh, uh, when they were looking for it. And this was just like, we're just like, we we have creatively run out of ideas. Either that or, you know, Christberg is like hitting off, you know, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's not say the K word around here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it it just, yeah. It, you know, it, it just was just. It was bad. I mean, I honestly, it was what, the first time in four years of watching a show where I actually was just like, I almost turned to, I was like, well, I'm watching this. And I'm, you know, and I'm like fanboy, like, you know. Number one. one. Yes. And I was like, really? Mm-hmm. The Council of Wells, and this is what you give us? No. Hey, I'm... I'm like giving you a virtual hug right now because I I understand when your show betrays you. I had to suffer two bad seasons of Arrow. Yeah. But but the Flash could make a comeback. It yeah, could. It could. I mean, every, every you know we've talked about this before. Twenty three episodes is a lot to fill. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to have some you know you're going to have some missteps 
in there. Even 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 a ten episode season, you'll have missteps. And we mm-hmm. talked about that with Ozark and other shows. Yeah. Uh, but it's just it it was just like it was like someone just came into the room and just basically you know put a fan up and just let all the all the scripts just blow blow all around and just whatever landed that's what we're going to shoot this week. Yeah, yeah, and what landed was we're going to have this arc dedicated to elongated man, even though nobody cares about him in a brand new episode, but we're going to structure stories around him and make him significant. And, oh, yeah, to do that, we have to send Wally West away. Yeah. WTF, mate. WTF. Like, Uh, like we can't keep doing this. They they already have no stakes in their show because they introduced the multiverse and time travel and all these reasons why – Nobody ever really dies. Nope. You know, you, you can have characters come back. They may be a different version, but they're p- still pretty much the same character. Mm-hmm. And now they keep doing this. We're going to shake up the Flash family and incorporate new characters who are on a redemption arc. But it's like, why? I, I still go back to when we last talked about Flash. One of my reasons is Barry Allen continues to not be an important part of this this season like he's Mm -hmm. insignificant and what he went through at the end of season three was so huge and yet we've we haven't been rewarded at all now i will say they released the description of episode nine where katie sackoff is back yeah (sighs) yes yes um it sounded really interesting to me because barry and caitlin are going to be locked up yeah and they can't use their powers and so See, that right there is creativity. That is something I would have not have expected. That is something that we haven't seen before. But that is like a a diamond out of a lot of crap that they've been giving us this season. Yeah, they have. And I think that 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 I think that week is the week I don't know if that's the mid season finales or yes. not. It is. Yes. Um uh, but I think I, I, I was uh, chatting with someone on Twitter today, and I think either Arrow or Legends has a similar type of story set up that week. So it seems like everyone is – all our heroes are going to be in peril that, that week. Um, but that being said, it does seem to be an interesting premise if they can carry it off. But if they do – you know, if it's executed well. But again, one of the problems with the story – you know, maybe I don't know if it's a problem, but one of the things that one of the things that has where they have shifted the center of the story to is the ship. They have shifted it to Iris. Yeah. And yeah. they should, if they were going to do that, they should have stretched out Barry being locked away in a speed force a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, you should have. Yeah, they should have. I mean, that's. I mean that's been. I mean they, this this season, the arc is 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 about Iris. And I mean I mean I, I and I like Iris West. And Candace does a, you know, has actually done a really good job this season of portraying her. But I mean it's your, your point is that you made earlier is totally humble, is totally valid. I mean Barry is secondary. Yeah, yeah, and and they're also just feeding him stuff that we've seen him come up against before because the trailer for this week's episode, I watched it and I'm like, I had flashbacks of when they first introduced Jay Garrick at the beginning of season two. Mm -hmm. And there was this whole episode spent about how nobody believed Barry that Jay Garrick was bad and he, and people should be cautious around him and he can't be accepted in the team. And at the end of the episode, they accepted him and Barry was ultimately proven right. What they're doing with, um, Oh, why, why am I blanking on his name? The thinker. The thinker. Yeah. Yeah. It's, pretty much the same thing like Barry's gonna spend an episode of saying no no there's something off here there's something off here and we're gonna learn probably some more motives for why he's so obsessed with Flash and Barry Allen but at the same time I feel like I've seen this kind of setup again and again and again and the writers made a big point about how 
this season you're not going to get a speedster villain. Well, well, they they actually did follow through on that, but yeah. what they didn't follow through on was trying to shape reshape the narrative and make it make it different, make it exciting. It's just, I, it's uh, retread. Yeah, it's a retread. It was retread, and and I, you know, I, I'm, you know, I didn't really think about that point that you just made as far as the. Uh, uh, retread of the introduction of Jay, but you're right. I mean, that really mm-hmm. does seem the way they're they're going now. So you know, you know, I don't know if they need to shake up. Well, prior to this past week, um, I would say shake up the writers' room or the creative team needs you know something more to get them out of their creative rut. But mm-hmm. um, uh, but yeah, I mean, and, you know, and the, and the thing is, they have you know seventy years of like source material to go to, so I mean, you can they can come up with some 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 new ideas. Um, but yeah, it, right now I'm just I, I'm I'm concerned for for the show. Yeah, I I mean, I, I'm it it just was a bad week for the entire superhero lineup. I'm 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 still on board with Supergirl. I feel like Supergirl season three is not nearly as strong as season two was. I still stand by that. Yeah. Um, Monel's back, so maybe that'll change. And then Arrow, I. I, I understand why the writers decided to have two episodes with Slade. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like they're using it as um, allowing us to get from from point A to point B without losing steam and having new stories. Because with Oliver not being the Green Arrow, there's very little that they can do with him, and he's a central character. Right. So to have him have to deal with this whole situation with Slade and at the end of this week's episode... There was a good follow-through line where he basically explains, "I this just this experience just reaffirms why I decided to put up the hood," and that made sense to me. Yeah, I still am just like, give me that crossover. I'm just ready for that crossover. Yeah, yeah, and we we uh, we got a lot of still photos to drop this evening, yeah. uh, and uh, the uh, Twitterverse and. Fandom is there's much to borrow a lot from Mighty Python, Holy Grail. There's much rejoicing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and and again, it always goes back to these these missteps are bound to happen, mm-hmm. regardless of the series. No, there's very few seasons of TV that are perfect, and there's very few few series that can go through an entire run being perfect. Um, it's just, it's just always, you see the flaws when you're watching episode after episode of, you're just like, did any show do it right this week? Yeah. <laughs> well, see, actually Arrow, for me, Arrow was, was the saving grace for the, the, the universe this week. That's I have, good. Uh, I, I haven't watched Legends, but, uh, but at least of the three I've watched, um, you know, it was like. Okay, yeah, thank uh, thank you, Arrow. <laughs> but you know, to get to you know, but you, to pick up on another point you made though, um, is the fact that Oliver, you know, has not been the Green Arrow, and you can do it. Could, you can still. Uh, this is another flaw problem I have with the Flash so far this season. You can let the hero step aside, mm-hmm. and still carry the story forward. I mean, I mean, it would have been great to see Wally. You know, be the Flash for that time period. You know, because I mean, quite frankly, they're doing that now anyway. I mean, it's mm-hmm. various on the screen. So, um, you know, it, yeah. I mean, hopefully, between this episode coming up this week and the crossover, um, you know, we'll we'll get we'll get some good payoff. Uh, for uh, get, you know, get the season back on track. Yeah, or just like put some creativity and, in it. Yeah, and, 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 and quit trying to force. I mean, the other thing is too is Ralph and, and trying to force the elongated man and force his character in there and neglecting established established characters or doing gimmicky things like with Joe and Cecile having a baby. It's just like, where are you going with this? 
Yeah, it reminds me so much of a lot of the missteps that they did in Arrow Season 4. I mean, even at the beginning of Arrow Season 4, Oliver had moved to Ivy Town, and that lasted for half an episode, much like Barry being stuck in the Speed Force. Half an episode, and yeah. then you're, you're, you're left with, okay, well, now we have to set up the season, and it just feels repetitive and like directionless almost yeah. i would argue yeah um that's you nailed it that's how i'm feeling about watching the season so far it's like yeah you know it just feels like a rudderless, rudderless ship right now mm-hmm. yeah maybe they're just getting waiting for season five because they have they're gonna re- reintroduce eobarthon so maybe maybe they need him they, they really do. That's all this is showing me is how much that season one was held to in such high regard because they had the perfect villain for that first season yep. that was tied to his whole motivation as a hero. Yep. Yep. It's just, or they need a Prometheus carry, character for Barry Allen, which also to your point about Ralph, um, just replace Ralph with Julian. Yeah, I mean that's what they did. <laughs> just a more, just a more misogynistic uh, version of Julian. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing. Like we talk about it all the time. Like they just keep putting male character, male character, male character, and yeah. then female line. And they had a whole female episode, but still, then to it, it feels very. Um, very um, disorienting to go from girls, girls night out, which is heavily featured females and a pretty good, probably the best episode for me this season yeah. to go into this kind of crappy episode that is just male focus, male focus, male, yeah, male, yeah. male, male. And they had a potential character with Tracy. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if the scheduling was or whatever it is, it's not enough to bring her back or, or at least they left the option open, but it would have been nice to have someone as part of the core team. And I guess, I mean, Cecile is a little bit, but it's sort of by extension with Joe. Um, it, it would have been nice to introduce, you know, uh, a strong female character into the lab other than this, you know, other than this Iris, which really doesn't, it just seems so forced. They never even explained where she went. No, they didn't. <laughs> 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 I think wasn't there like I think Cisco dropped didn't he just like drop a line when he was talking about how all the people he consulted as far as getting Barry out of this speed force I think that was the only time she was like mentioned really because all I heard was Curtis and Felicity yeah Curtis Felicity HR not HR excuse me Harry, uh, Harry. yeah 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 I don't remember Tracy though I would rewatch that because I don't think he did. Okay, I thought I thought he did, but and if he did, then that makes it worse. Yeah, her <laughs> <laughs> sudden disappearance, especially when they're going up against the Thinker. Which, if Tracy is part of the reason why they managed to pull him out of the Speed Force and she's not around, it's kind of like, oh, you put your best asset on the bench. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for this, but but I guess they don't understand what game they're playing, but. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, This Is Us had one of my favorite episodes, and I have actually gone back and rewatched scenes because it is so emotionally gut-wrenching, um, and it, it sets you up for um, a second episode that I, I fear I may cry during because it's oh. going to get worse. Sarah, Sarah crying. Okay, y'all. Uh, let's bookmark oh. this moment. <laughs> well, so I, I know you don't watch This Is Us as I much, don't. but they're doing something really interesting this season where um, this week's episode, next week up, next week's episode, and the week after um, are titled number one, number two, and number three because the series centers around um, three triplets, i.e. one is adopted, but still they're all, they're all family. And so this week's episode focuses focused on Kevin, who is played by Josh Hartley. Um, Justin Hartley? Justin Hartley. Yeah, Justin Hartley, okay. who's played by Justin Hartley. And um, 
my mom always compares him to my oldest brother. And in this episode, I was watching it and I'm just like, Oh, this, this is my oldest brother. And it's, and it's so sad to see somebody go through depression like that. Mm. Um, and also just the desire to feel numb. Not that my older brother has those issues, but there's just some similarities. Um, it was, it was also to kind of tie this back into our previous discussion about Mr. Robot, the way they designed the episode and structured it. You didn't realize it was going to get you to that emotionally raw moment from the beginning. Like, if you just watched the first half of the episode, you're like, oh, this is really boring. Nothing's really happening. Um, but then it slowly builds with mm. this great monologue and then a horrible breakdown. And then at the end, you think that there's going to be resolution to this internal conflict and this need to to express someone's internal pain. But then they, um, he finds out something that happened to his sister um, that is like, do you ever get this moment where it's like, I want to tell you something, and then you find out a news, and you're like, well, if I tell you it now, everybody's attention is going to be split, mm. and they really need to focus on this other person because what they went through okay. just recently is really traumatic. Okay. Yeah, and so, yeah, and I almost don't want to tell you, like, what happens, but it's just, it's, it's, it punches you in the gut. Okay, so, and you can probably cut that out then, because, so he, so he reaches a point where he's finally going to go to his brother and admit, I'm abusing pills right now, because I'm still not over the death of our father, I'm still not over of my desire to self-sabotage, self-sabotage, self-sabotage. And his brother opens the door and he's like, I'm, I need to tell you something, Randall. And Randall's like, I already know Kate lost the baby, who's their sister. Okay. Their sister, who just got pregnant, was really excited about it, and she lost the kid. And so next week's episode is going to be about the miscarriage. Wow. Huh. That's, uh, that's a pretty... You know, powerful, uh, uh, emotional, you know, uh, you know, emotional issues, situation to deal with, uh, losing a child, like losing a child, and also on top of, of, of losing her father as well. It's like sort of one two punch. Well, well, they lost their their father like in childhood. Oh, so okay, okay, okay. that's a yeah, whole yeah. another thing. But but see, this is where they did really well. It's because even you in just listening to the chain of events focused on what Kate, the sister, is going through. Yeah. But this whole episode is about Kevin. And this whole episode is this realization that he feels so alone. He he's very much like Elliot. He's so alone Mm -hmm. that he's using drugs to make himself numb and nobody knows about it and nobody cares about it. And he's finally willing to admit it to his family only to have his attention be, be moved to his sister who's in just experienced this pain. So, I mean, well, yeah, that happens so much with siblings where it's suddenly like, I need attention, but you're going through this thing. And uh, it, it was it was powerful. Yeah, it sounds like it. And, you're, and I felt yeah, I felt right into the into the into the briar patch there with how you're, you're right, how, you know, things do structurally, you know, one person may be feeling all this pain, but you know, something else traumatic happens and everybody just runs to that. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see why. Yeah. I mean, I've, I haven't watched the show, but, uh, I, I, I know between you, you, you talking about it with, with me and, and, and just hearing other here over here and other people talk about it. I, I think I might have to check it out. Oh, it, you, you'll cry. <laughs> I've been, I, I've been, I've been known to do that. I've been moved to tears by, by I've been moved to tears by TV shows and movies. It does happen. <laughs> yeah, and and I will say like this is us even has episodes where I'm kind of leaving like oh that's a Hallmark movie, mm-hmm. which is not a compliment. In no, any I know. Way. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, 
they're, they always manage to then follow it up with an episode that it surprises me. And I'm like, this is why I watch this show. And, um, it's just, they, they managed to, um, did you ever watch Parenthood? I did not. Okay. Um, Friday Night Lights? Uh, I watched a few episodes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What a, do you mean? I watched a few episodes, uh, so was, yeah, I watched it. That doesn't count. That, no, I mean, it's just like, it, it was on. I was just channel surfing, and I stopped there. <laughs> and, then I kept on, and then I kept on moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally counts. To, you, you remember all those times when I it's, tried to pass off watching something by listening to the commentary or listening to other people talk about it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same thing, same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, oh, I've been, it's like, yeah, I've been to such and such place, just, you know, it's just because I had, like, a layover in the airport, that kind of deal, yeah, that's pretty much, that's my story, that's my story. That's my story, and I think that's our story. This yeah. week has been highs and lows of TV. Yes, it has. I'm glad that, however, it's a good thing, because, ooh, you know what show we did not talk about, Well, The Gifted? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's, we we can we can let's let's do a gift roundup in, in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. That that show. Um, I I hope this thing with Stryker um gets or what was the name drop that they did? Oh, um, the industry. Um, gosh, I'm blanking. I know it's like I, I try. I, I try to. Um, I see it. Peter Dinklage's face, and I want to say what it is, but I forget what his freaking name is. Yeah, I, I, I'm blanking. I'm blanking right now. Yeah, we'll do a gifted roundup in a few weeks, yeah. and um, I mean, I'm still a fan of the show, but it is definitely having some trouble ever since they reunited everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 hitting a, it's hitting a little speed bump, but uh, it's still, but it, it's still, it's still better than some things that are on out, out there right now. Very true, very true, because yeah. it's still got that. Um, we're we're still getting to know the world, while yeah. these other shows that are having missteps, we know the world, we know the their capability of storytelling, and it just is redundant. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's still a great time to watch TV. People, the Punisher dropped on Netflix, so there's a lot to binge out there over the holidays. We at Scene and Nerd hope everybody have a safe and happy Thanksgiving and spend time with your families, watch TV, talk about TV, and let us know how you spent your Thanksgiving. Um, we will certainly be sharing our own stories when we return after this hiatus for a little bit so yes that means that we will not be back next week um there might be a little bit of a delay for the next episode but when we do come back we're going to be talking all of these shows and more and hopefully things are only going to go uphill from here will why don't you tell people where they can find you yes you can find me at will m o at w i l l m p o l k and you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. I hope that you all are still listening to this episode. We apologize if we just went on tangents, but hopefully that's why you stay listening, because you love when we just think tangentially, and that's not even a word. But find us on um, Facebook, find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, um, rate, subscribe, and comment. And you can also find us on the CastBox Android app. Friend us on Facebook, um, and happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Follow us on Twitter as well. Yeah. Just just follow us. Like, not literally, but virtually. Preferred. <laughs> happy, Night. Good night. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye.